Amen. Well, God bless you tonight. How grateful we are just to be, first of all, alive and see that God is still yet keeping us and God is still good. Amen. Amen. God is good and God is good all the time. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Let's give God a hand clap of praise tonight. And we also want to welcome those who are watching us via um, social media as well. We thank you for um, your presence on tonight also. Amen. In the book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter, Genesis chapter 22, looking at verses 5 through 14, Genesis chapter 22, looking at verses 5 through 14, <clears throat> and when you have it, you be kind by saying amen. amen. And this is what it, what it says from the New American Standard Version. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here, here I am, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know, Lord have mercy, that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and behold, behind him a, a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered up, offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said this day, in the mount of the Lord it will be provided. And for just a few moments, I simply want tonight's lesson for tonight's lesson, I simply just want to talk about lay it down. Lay it down. As we as I open this, I want to give some background that scholars have suggested that Isaac was either five years old, 25 years old, 26 years old, or even 36 years old when he's on his way with his dad to Mount Moriah. Because in the previous chapter, Isaac is born. But in Genesis chapter 18, Isaac is promised. Don't, don't miss that. In Genesis chapter 18, Isaac is promised. Because write the scripture, write the scripture down. Genesis chapter 18, verses 6 through 15 says it this way. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, prepare three measures of fine flour needed and make bread cakes. Abraham also ran to the herd and took a tender and choice calf and gave it 
to the servant and he hurried to prepare it. He took curds and milk and the calf, which he had prepared and placed it before them. And he was standing by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, there in the tent. He said, I will, sh I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. But here it is. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, <laughs> advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah laughed to herself, saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, said, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. And then go to Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. This is building the context. Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 7, says it this way. It says, then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah, as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age and at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh at me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. And then one more thing, as we look at the background of this text, Notice verse 5 of Genesis chapter 22, which is our chosen text today. Notice verse 5. There is a guarantee in verse 5, Sunrise, because the guarantee is that Abraham and Isaac will be coming back. But this is where we also see the, the correlation between Old Testament and New Testament. Because even if, watch this, even if Abraham had killed Isaac, God had the power to raise him back up. Y'all with me? And you and and then I'm gonna show you where it is in scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. It, and this is what it says from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was to, it was he to whom it was said in Isaac, your descendants shall be called. But here, here it is right here in verse 19. He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead from which he also received him back as a type. And also, according to scholars, this text is, is, is described as coming from the Phoenician and Punic colonies, such as Carthage, because it was a practice in North Africa that children would be sacrificed to continue fer fertility. But 
Sunrise, now let's get to it. Because isn't it amazing how the Lord tests us in unique and challenging ways? Because it's in our challenges that we really develop our faith in God and you begin to trust God on a different level because anybody can trust God on the surface. But do you trust God in the deep? And especially, do you trust God when you've been given an assignment that you weren't ready and didn't expect? Y'all with me? Because... Sister Younger, here is Abraham. He's taking his son, Dr. Woodard, to Mount Moriah. And Abraham, see, Abraham knows what he's been told, but Isaac doesn't yet know until he gets tied down. That, 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 that's the scripture. But here it is. What does God have to do for us to fully trust him? In other words, what are you willing to sacrifice and put on the altar to really trust in God completely? Because watch this, it might not be your son, but it might be something that you love, that is sentimental, and that is valuable that you have to lay down. Because in Genesis chapter 12, God promises Abraham greatness right but in order to achieve greatness what are you willing to sacrifice it's one because anybody can want greatness but what are you willing to sacrifice in order to be great because greatness has a price and if you really want to be great what are you willing to sacrifice in order to experience new life and a new level of prosperity. Yes. See, Sunrise, it, it, it is possible to achieve greatness. It's possible. Y'all with me? And it's possible to grow, but are you going to lay it down for God? Because Abraham has a tough task because he has to put his only, he has to tie down his only son. But he did it anyway. Uh-oh. See, and you want to know why he did it? What, what did Abraham tell us in the text? God will provide. Have I got a witness? That ought to make us all happy right there to know that God will. See, it's a blessing to know that God will provide. And you got to remind yourself of that every now and again. God's going to provide for me. See, that's why you can lay it down. That's why you can go to the mountain. And, that, and that's why you don't have to let it overcome you because God is already going to provide. You got to believe that God will provide even when you are dealt with a challenge. Sister Taylor, God is going to provide for us. That's his, that's his word, but, and that's his, that's his, that's his, that's his word. But also we can depend on him because he's provided already. Oh, yes. yeah. Don't you know God has provided 
for you. Every last one of us, God has provided something for us. I can tell you right now, we 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 you know how we've had to lay something down. We've had to lay down going to work. We've had to lay down being at home. We've had to lay down right now throughout this week. But I can tell you, God provides because He's still giving us some heat. He's still giving us some food. He's still giving us some clothes. He's still giving us some blankets. There's some people right now sleeping outside in frigid temperatures. But look at us. God has provided. The Lord, Sister Younger, Sister Taylor, Sister Wilbur, the Lord will never let us down. Have I got a witness? He'll never let us down. But here it is. What are we going to do? And will we answer the call? God will provide, but can you lay down on the altar? <laughs> and you know, here's something else in this text that really encourages me. And it, and, it, and, it, and it brought something to me. Sister Wilbur here, Sister Wilbur, Sister Woodard, here he is. When you look at the text, Isaac never fought his dad. No, no. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy. Isaac never fought his dad. But he let Abraham tie him up and tie him down. Can y'all can y'all see this in your mind? We're on this, we're, we're on this mountain, and I and this is my father tying me down. I'm not fighting him, but I'm trusting in my daddy. Uh-oh. He could have fought his dad, but he loved, but he trusted in his dad, even, even if it came to the point that he was about to be slain. Yeah. Do you trust God? <laughs> When God has to tie you down. Oh, I wish I had a witness. I wish I had a witness. Do we trust God when he has to tie? You ever been tied down by God? Where God got to slow you down? Where God got to tell you to stop? Where God has to restrain you? God has no problem sometimes tying us down. But will you still trust him when you get tied down? Because the, that's, the, that's sometimes our test. Sunrise that God will tie us down. But when you but when you got real love, you also know that when, when you got real love and when you really trust God, you know God will never do anything that's gonna harm or hurt you. I wish I had a witness. It's just like we when we were growing up, I think all of us can attest to this. We all got whoopings. Hello? <laughs> Whoopings hurt. A belt hurt. For some, it was a fist. For some, it was a twi it was, it was, you know, it was a branch. For some, it was a it was a electrical cord, but you got a whooping, right? But and, and that too. But you, but but and, and but we all but we all know and we all know this famous line. This gonna this gonna hurt me more than this gonna hurt you. I wish I now I don't I, to this day since young I don't believe that because they weren't the ones that experiencing my pain and my cry. But here here it was sunrise. Even though we had to deal with the pain, 
that never took us away from loving our parents. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. We may have had to deal with some pain at the moment, but that pain at the moment never took over the love you had that was on a continual basis. That's what I'm trying to tell us is that as we go through life, as we trust in God, as we believe in God, as we serve God, as we as we continue to go down this, this road of life, sometimes you got to deal with some pain. But don't let pain overtake your trust and love and faithfulness and loyalty to God. I wish I had a witness in here because, because are you willing to let go when God tells you to? Because you'll notice what you love most is what you'll desire to hang on and hold on to. Have I got a witness? So, but how much, how much do you love God? to let go of what he has said so that you and him can remain on good terms. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to let go and walk away from so that the Lord will let you grow and flourish? Because when you keep the Lord first, you'll see the blessings of obedience. Yes, yes. Okay, let, let, let me show you some scripture. Exodus chapter 20, verse three through six. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love and kindness to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 14 says it this way. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but the one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And in Psalms 135, verse 6 says it this way. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does. In heaven and in earth and in the seas and all the deeps. And this word provide in the Hebrew means to perceive, to look out, and to have vision. I'm going to say again. This word provide in the Hebrew means to perceive, to look out, and to have vision. So, the Lord will provide, right? Yes, amen. I said the Lord will provide, amen? Amen. See, the Lord knows before we do. And God knows what to bless us with. And God knows how to make a way out of no way. Do you believe God is going to provide? Come on, talk, talk to me. Do you believe God is going to provide? So when we believe God will provide, we got to be okay when God tells us to do something that we're not really comfortable doing. 
Watch this. It's a challenge. But when you look at the text, what happened in verse 14? What happened in verse 11 through 14? The angel comes and says, stop. Right? He said, stop, because now I see that you fear God. And fear, as we know, means reverence to God. Now I see this reverence you're giving to God. Don't kill him. Because <laughs> verse 14 lets us know God will provide. And this also, if you have the King James, it should say Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. That's why we got to keep following God, even in the midst of challenges. We got to follow God. Because this word, this word angel in the Hebrew means a messenger from God. So what it means? Messenger from God. So this angel is telling Abraham, stop. And the reason that word stop comes is because God saw that Abraham followed his word, and then you see that that providing is coming. See, God will provide no matter what it is, God's gonna provide. Can I show you scripture? Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7 through 8. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7 through 8 says it this way. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7 through 8 says it this way. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all, the, uh, of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has shown to your to their fathers to give them. You shall give it to them as an inheritance. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. Watch this. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. I'm getting happy, y'all. I am. Then, then turn, let's turn to 1 Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. Verse starting at verse 3. Then, then there's a couple more couple more verses that I really want to point out. Verse 3 says it this way. More, moreover, in my delight in the house of God of my God, the treasure I have of gold and silver I give to the house of my God, over and above all that I have already provided for the holy temple. Now, verses 10 through 17 says, so David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, O Lord God of Israel, our father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and the earth, yours is the dominion, O Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you and you rule over all. And in your hand is power and might, and it lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. 
But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer as generously as this for all things come from you and from your hand we have given you for we are sojourners before you and tenants us all our fathers were our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no hope our Lord our God all this abundance that we have provided to build you a house for your holy name it is from your hand and all is yours since I know oh God that you try the heart and delight in uprightness I and the integrity of my heart have willingly offered all these things. So now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here make their offerings willing to you. In verse 19, and give to my son Solomon a perfect heart to keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes, and to do them all. And to build a temple for which I have made provision. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast immovable always abound in the work of the lord knowing that your toil is not in vain in the lord another translation will say knowing that your labor is not in vain in the lord but mm -hmm. <laughs> dr wood abraham said me and isaac about to get a little tight about to get a little tight I'm, and i'm gonna show you why Abraham and Isaac are going to worship, right? Then we're going to return. Sometimes our sacrifice is worship, but this word going to get tight. Do you worship God enough to trust him with your life? Do you worship God enough to trust him with your life? Because the word, this word worship in the Hebrew means, Sister Taylor, to bow down, to prostrate and bow down before the Lord. Y'all with me? So, Sister Wilbert, Sister Shayla, Sister Younger, not only is God asking for a physical sacrifice, but now it's on me to offer a spiritual sacrifice. Because worship prepares me for work and transition. When, I'm worship, when I worship God, I'm preparing myself for what's coming after. Have I got a witness? Because worship makes us feel the anointing of God. And then after worship, I also see God is getting me ready. See, when I worship God, I'm getting ready for a new life with God. But, uh-oh, uh-oh, y'all know what I'm about to say. It's going to get a little what? It's going to get a little tight. Because, see, and, and, and this is the thing that's, that's challenging to all of us. It's easy to worship when you don't have to give anything up. <laughs> but what happens but what happens when you do have to give something up can you still worship God the same way when you gotta give it up the same way you worship when you didn't have to give it up because can we be real sister, sister Younger let's be real worship is not always easy Sister Woodward, am I right? Amen. But it may not always be easy, but Sister Shayla, Sister Woodard, it's effective. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and let's be real. 
It's about to get a little tight again, sister. It's about to get a little tight. The reason sometimes worship can be uneasy is because we may not always want to do what God wants us to do, but we have to. <laughs> Am I right? We, we don't always want to do what God tells us to, but we have to. We don't always want to let go of, let go of some stuff, but we have to. We don't always, I mean, God calls us to do some stuff that we really don't want to, but when I trust in him, I got to let it go. Oh, my. I got to let it go. One of the biggest struggles I had in really giving it all to God in my younger years was dealing with what I call abnormal, uh, what I call fear and doubt. Now, it's all right to have to a degree normal fear, but I wrestled with certain areas of doubt and fear and really talked to God often about that. Just certain things I doubted, even though I know his word is true. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing because I was talking to my older sister about this just a couple of days ago about different things um, as it pertains to, you know, when you trust God, that does not necessarily mean that your human side does not show up. You know what I'm saying? Like our, our human side still shows up. Our human emotions still flare up. Our human questions still show up. And that's what and that's what a re, and that's when the relationship with God comes into play. But that doesn't mean I don't and, and, and let's be honest about this. As much as we love God, that does not necessarily mean we always agree with God. Oh no, that's right. Constantly I'm arguing with I mean let me on the council years ago. But I mean but right, that doesn't mean we always agree. That doesn't mean we don't have questions. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't mean that I can't bring if I if I have a relationship with God, I ought to be able to bring my questions. I ought to bring be able to bring my frustration. I ought to be able to bring all of that to God. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because if we got that kind of relationship, then I should be able to be free to tell God how I feel. If you look at the Bible, look at David told God how he felt. Am I right? So we ought to be able to tell God how we feel. But we also can still trust God that even though I feel this way, God's going to take care of me. Because and this is where and I'm glad you said it because this, this is where it comes into play right here. You got to be able to worship God when you get in a tight spot. Because sunrise, tough spots produce true servants. I'm going to say that again. Tough spots produce true servants. Because Abraham isn't the first and neither are we to give us something that we love because this is where the theology comes into play. Because in verse 8, this is a parallel to God and Jesus Christ. 
Because the same way Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac is how the Lord gave us Jesus Christ. Because the promised son makes a promise assignment. In this text, you always make us be glad that God keeps his promise. See, not only does he provide for us material-wise, but God also provided for us in our mess. How, 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 because he gave us Jesus Christ. Because just like there's wood on the altar, Sister Taylor, there's wood on the cross. <laughs> That's Jesus dying on the cross. Y'all see what y'all can y'all feel this now? That he's dying on the cross for our sins. That he's our savior. He, he was beaten for us. He was crucified for us. He took nails for us. He took the thorn on his head for us. Mark chapter Mark chapter 15 verses 33 through 39 says when the sixth hour came darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour at the ninth hour Jesus cried Jesus cried out with a loud voice Eli Eli let my sabachthani which is translated my God my God why have you forsaken me when some of the bystanders heard it they began saying behold he's calling for Elijah Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave him a drink, saying, Let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last, and the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who was standing right in front of him saw the way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this was the Son of God. But he took it for us. Just, just think about that for think about that for a moment. Imagine watching Jesus being beaten. Yeah. Think about that in your mind right now. Just imagine Jesus being beaten. Imagine watching fist hit his face. Imagine watching the watching the nails in his hands, in his feet. It, it, it makes you emotional, doesn't it? Because sunrise, we are so blessed that Christ died for us. Aren't you? We are blessed because Christ died. You want to know what love is? Love is Calvary. <laughs> you want to know what love is? Love is the blood of Jesus. We are blessed because of Jesus Christ. Because, oh, uh-oh, here's something else I see. God told Abraham, stop. Why? Because he said, because now I know that you love me, right? I'm still in the Uh-oh. Going to get a little what? Going to get a little tight. Because here it is. Real love, when it's real, real love can go through anything because real love is going to get tested, but real love also knows how to be consistent and mature. Real love for God has no boundaries. And watch this. Uh-oh. Real love has to walk with God 
even when tough decisions have to be made. But if you do it, God will reward you. Have you ever had to make a tough decision? Tough decision. Have, have you ever been in that situation where, you know, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. People use the word love too loosely. And I believe, you know, because that's <laughs> Say, say it again, Sister Young. Say it again. Say it again. And, and right now, and see, when you love me and when I love you, then my actions, my actions speak louder than my words, correct? It's like it's like when it's like when they tell you, it's like when they tell you this medicine you're gonna take is gonna make you drowsy. But antibiotics, after a while, they're going to take away a sickness. Yeah. Now, anybody that's taking antibiotics knows that when you first take antibiotics, you got to put some food on your stomach. Because if you don't put no food in your stomach, you and the Lord you and the Lord going to have a conversation that ain't, uh, <laughs> ain't going to be pleasant. But the point of an antibiotic is to what? Make you healthy, right? When we got real love, Real love knows how to hold somebody up. Real love knows how to encourage. Real love knows how to stay the course. Real love knows how to not just not just talk down on me, but real love knows how to talk me how to talk to me in such a way where I can pick get picked back up. Real love knows how to pick somebody back up. But also make sure sunrise. We have to make sure that we don't hold anything back from God. And we have to make sure that we don't allow what we have to take over our relationship with God. Don't allow what you have to take over who has you. And I got, you know why I got to tell you, I got to tell us that because it really don't belong to us. Isaac was a blessing to Abraham and Sarah, but Isaac still belonged to God. All of us belong to who? We belong to God. We all belong to God. But you but but don't let things take the place of God. Cuz sometimes sometimes some people fall for that things can give people a false sense of security. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Because things, and let's be real, things and some people can fade away. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But we have an eternal God who's with us always. Right. I never forget when I was in elementary school. This is this is kind of emotional, but I, I got to. It's gonna make a good point here. Um, you know, I wish, I wish, and I and I'm say it, and I'm gonna say it. Y'all gonna laugh when I get through saying what I'm gonna say. And my wife is, and my wife is listening too, so she might she gonna talk about me when I get through with what I gotta say. But I gotta say what I gotta say. I wish 
Sister Woodard and Sister Yana, Sister Taylor, Sister Woodward. I wish that the first time I asked somebody to be my Valentine, I wish they wouldn't have said yes. Because I'm going, I'm going somewhere. Because the next year I asked Dr. Woodard, it wasn't yes the next year. It was okay. no. <laughs> See, I was I was used, Sister Taylor, to a yes. <laughs> but the first time I got that no, it hurt me deeply. <laughs> you can be so used <laughs> to getting your way <laughs> that when it, you don't get your way, you might not be able to handle it. That's why God will tell us sometimes no. And that's why God will make things different because God sometimes has to pull us back and God got to humble us in such a way to where we understand it ain't always going to be the way you think it's going to be. Sometimes you got to go through it just like the next person. Now, Sister Younger, I'm glad now I ain't got that problem with Valentine's Day. I got one for the rest of my life. But back then, you know, Sister Sister Woodward, yeah, Sister Woodward, I had to make it known now. I got to make it known now. But, you know, back then, back then, long time ago, long time ago, back then it hurt, you know. But now it's all good. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, but, but I'm just, but, <laughs> But I'm just saying that we, we that sometimes the Lord, that's what's good about God. Even though I know it may be painful to deal with at the moment, sometimes God will tell us, this is, no, no, no. You got to lay this down. This ain't it for you. Sometimes God got to tell us no. He got to tell us no. And you got, and even if he tell us no, I've discovered, we all have discovered, when God tells us no, he's doing it for a specific reason. It is, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Most that I've said, Pastor, I want to comment on that. When God has said no to me often, later on, the things that I thought I should have or have accomplished, I am so grateful that. Later, he showed me, he saved me from my own self. I'm going to test, I'm going to test, and, and I'm going to test my, I believe we all are, sometimes you can want it so bad, and then you get it, and then you realize it's not really what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted and didn't need it. That, say, that, say it again. I wanted and didn't need it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That And, and that's what's great, and that's what's great about our growth and our relationship with God some, with God is that, you know, it's good when God tells me no. It's good when God tells us no. It's okay to be told no. Yeah. You want to know, that's one of the biggest problems with a lot of kids of today is they don't get told no. But see, and, and see that, and that's when the problem comes. So then, when you get everything you want, but then that first minute you don't get what you want, then you start acting out. Then you don't. Then you can't handle it because why? You've been given everything, and now because life is not life is not like <laughs> life is not like you know uh, all you can eat or like a if you if your parents got it, that's great. But life ain't like that. Life.
white people sometimes care less about your background. Life will hurt you irregardless. Am I right about it? Life will hurt you. Life will beat you down. Life will bully you. That's where a relationship with God coming into play because there are a whole lot of people who didn't make it. And you want and because because they were so accustomed to this one way, they were so accustomed to doing to getting it this one way, they didn't make it. Yeah. They didn't make it. But that's why we gotta have God and trust God all the time. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Psalms 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. And here it is, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 7. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. Watch this. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Trust God. Like I said, we got to lay it down. Even when we don't want to, he's going to be with us. Even when you... Come up against something he's gonna be with. Y'all think think about think about where we are in society right now as we get ready to close this. We're in Black History Month, but just think about think about what has had to be laid down. Yes. Think about those who have fought for us. Yeah. Think about those who have bled for us. Yes. Think about those who lost wives and lost husbands, lost children for us. They lost it. (laughs) But God still provided. They can tell you God still provides. Every every last one of us right now, God is doing is providing for us. Now does that mean it's been it's been an easy road, an easy journey? Absolutely not. But but you can say, but Look at you. You can say, even though it hadn't been easy, look where I am. It's been worth it. I, I know it hurts sometimes. I know it's painful sometimes. I know, I know, I know it gets to you sometimes, but keep on going, keep on believing, keep on walking. God will see you through. Just don't quit and just don't stop. Amen. Amen. God bless you.